it's so remarkable the range of peak sexual experience that our brain and our body is capable of it's like living your entire life only tasting mcdonald's and burger king because that's what is served right there's so much gourmet food there's like michelin star shit out there and i want people to be able to taste the best that their mouth is capable their mouth is capable they just yeah. not fed the right food yes <laughs> I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. Ooh, y'all. Episode 17 of That Sex Chick was with my incredible friend and colleague, Kenneth Play, who I, I can't say enough good things about. We're at episode, I don't know, a hundred and something now, probably by the time that this comes out. Isn't that insane? Like a hundred plus episodes, but way back when that sex chick was a little baby, episode 17 had Kenneth play on it. So this episode also bring him back Kenneth play because for many reasons, one of them is I have never, I've met a lot of people in the sex, love and relationship space. And Kenneth is the biggest sex nerd, like beyond, beyond, beyond sex geek to the max. He's constantly gathering information and inspiring people and learning new things and creating so much incredible content for the world. And so between episode 17 and episode hundred and whatever we're at right now, I know for sure he's got more things to share with all of y'all. And he's one of my favorite people to listen to. He is, he has essentially transformed my husband and I. So y'all know Jordan and I's relationship from the very beginning. We were only together for a few months whenever he was able to have his first interaction with Kenneth Play. And it's literally changed the game for our relationship. So Kenneth, thank you for coming back for a round two on the podcast. I am so excited. I remember that episode was still in lockdown. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Deep in COVID, I mean, early stage deep in COVID. So yeah. thank God we're, we're, we're on the tail end of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And everyone's like sexually frustrated and hasn't been to a party yeah. in a while and hasn't seen their community. And yet we're footloose and fran- fancy free for the most part these days, which is exciting. But you know what's is actually really cool doing to think back at that time? If it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't be in lockdown mode to finish my book. So there was... yeah. Because we have so much FOMO in our actual lives. So that was like anti-FOMO. I could sit down and write a book. That was really awesome too. Yeah, you wrote a book. I grew out my side shave. (laughs) 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 You know, I had half my head shaved for a while. And when when COVID Uh, happened, I was like, well... The barbers are close. Yeah, you too. You're this all was COVID. Too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I haven't cut my hair from since COVID. So this is you got a long mane, also. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you did something quite a bit more productive. Um, but I, it's safe to say, I will not shave half my head again after that. That was a hot <laughs> mess, a whole like year and a half before it made any uh-huh. sense. But anyway, so part of what we are going to talk about today is your book, which I think is phenomenal. And of course, my little mention in the beginning where I got to share how much I love you and the work that you do is in the, the is in the front of the book. And I was like, oh, look, there's me, you know, and then I was just flipping yeah. through. I've gotten through um, a nice little chunk of the first part of the book because I just got a bunch of the books in. I'm actually going to give them as gifts yeah. at my upcoming retreat. So I have my couples goals retreat coming up 
Um, and everybody's going to get one of your books, which I'm stoked about. Oh, but I was thank you. flipping like midway through and I saw, and there's a picture from one of the Hacienda. It wasn't a play party. It was when we were filming Slut Ever, that Vice show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vice, and uh, I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm in this picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just oh, like. Yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, like everybody's yeah. reaching around and then Carly's in the yeah, middle. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. which is just like such a great memory. So many yummy memories. Mm-hmm. And, and the funny thing is like, we haven't really gotten to play in person all that much. We've only had a few experiences yeah. here and there, but I feel like I've known you forever. So oh. <sighs> anyway, so what you've been up to, give us a, a rundown. You mentioned the book. I know that there's even more than that. And eventually I want to get into uh, some of the juicy things that you've been noodling on recently, as I know that you always have something that you're, you know, um, thinking about. So lately I've been, it's deep dive on launching this book. It's been uh, probably one of the most difficult project I ever dare to embark on. And to give the reader some listening, some background, I'm not the average kind of dyslexic. Like if you ever text me, like it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm so dyslexic. And I remember like back in when I moved to the U S so when you're dyslexic, so yeah, I mastered bad Chinese and bad English. I moved from Hong Kong to the state when I was 11. I remember all the moments that teacher asked you to read out loud. And I sound like a complete idiot. And I have those feeling of being dumbtracked because of my learning disability. Not till in, in my late twenties or mid twenties, I learned how to hack it with all the text and audio books and et cetera. So to take this on was, it was really difficult because I have to find a whole new process in writing and listening and dictation and have this incredible team to work with. So I am so, I'm so happy it's finally done. I get to share it with the world. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been taking the main, your main focus. Yeah. Launching a book's no joke. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's also been one of the most fun, you know, you talk about being a sex geek and sex nerd. COVID also had the second benefit or many, many other side benefit that was unforeseen at that time. All the sex researcher cannot go to their lab. So they were sitting at home and when I emailed them and feel like, Hey, I want to mention your paper on my book. And I just want to make sure I don't butchering your information that I, I interpret their data and the science correctly. And this is how I wrote it. All of them were willing to get on a zoom call with me to explain their science. I go like, if you have the time, I will really want to hear from your mouth on exactly, you know, if I'm, 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 I'm sharing your valuable research and information to my audience in a way that actually represents your ideas. And I learned so much during that time because they were just sitting at home. Otherwise, no way I could have got, gotten them to talk to me and, <laughs> in link, you know? So, so I was super, super fortunate. Yeah. Kind of rogue benefits of COVID. But I mean, I mean, it, yeah. it's enough time has happened, has passed now to look back and really be able to sit and, and pull out the beauty that occurred and, and the things that happened that were to our benefit for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But tons of shit too. I don't want to put too many tons of shit that goes along with that too. But yeah. 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 Well, I think we were aware of the shit when it was happening. So, you know, to be, to also give some space to look back and be like, yeah, and some really dope stuff, you know, seeds were planted at the time. Like for, for us, we also sex and love co the way our business has unfolded and can, and continues to blossom and flourish. Um, 
that started at the, at the peak of COVID too. Jordan joined mm. the company and everything, all of our backend and the way that it, that it, the way that it functions all changed because of that. Wow. Yeah. And we, I mean, you saw it, we had so many people around that time. Um, and even still in some ways they're cooped up with their significant other or, or cooped up with themselves and lonely and their mm. sexuality, you know, and sex in general was at the forefront for a lot of people, intimacy rather. You know, whether they're cooped up with a person that they've been playing roommates with for a while. And now all of a sudden we can't sidestep the needs, the boundaries, the like there's discomfort. And then there's some people that like now all of a sudden they get to have their their person and they're excited about it, but also like kind of bored because it's been many months. And know, or people who are single or were single at the time and were mm. like, what do I do? Lonely. And how do I get intimacy? So there, I found, you know, when that was all unfolding, we had a, a big surge of, of attraction and eyes on our business. And so I was really happy when, you know, things shifted, you know, the circumstances were, were shitty, but at the same time, we got to really shine in our gifts and, and we were able to support a lot of people. And then Jordan wound up joining sex and love co. We officially branded it as sex and love co right towards the beginning too. So we've, we also had some fire lit. I did. Okay. So I did a few more things than grow out my side shave. <laughs> <laughs> you did so many things. And what you do is so incredible. I like, you know, when I, I was visiting Austin, not too, not too long ago, probably less than a year, everybody like just waves about you. And I met so many people who met that know who I was because of you. And I'm like, <laughs> so yeah. And they always about what you do for them and just oh. not just what you teach, but their incredible energy and love that you give out. So thank you. Yeah. That feels good to hear. Yeah. We, uh, we will talk about you to anyone who will listen and many people who will not. <laughs> <laughs> I love sending the link to yeah. Sex Hacker Pro to people, especially uh, because it populates this image of like, I don't know, you doing something to someone. And, I, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, look at that. <laughs> That's my friend. <laughs> yeah, so it's so good. Okay. So, you know, I've boasted about um, Sex Hacker Pro and I've sent that to, like I mentioned, anybody who will listen, all of my friends. I've even played portions of it at retreats to inspire people to get the course and bring it in and, and create a plan of action for them to actually go through the material and try it out and work on negotiation in real time so that, you know, it just is more effective because people will like watch the thing and then possibly go to do it. And then all kinds of stuff comes up. Resistance comes up, hesitation comes up, fear of rejection comes up, all kinds of stuff comes up. So I've like used Sex Hacker Pro and now I'll use this book that you've created as a tool in so many different ways. So and I, I imagine that you know that there's a lot of ways that you create content and you put it out in the world and then other professionals are able to leverage it. And I have said thank you and I will say thank you a million times over. Cause I'm like, you've given me something that I can leverage your work, support you. And also you did a huge service to the industry in so many ways. It's like, wow, now I don't feel like I have to do the thing that you did. It wasn't in, yeah. it wasn't a part of my path. 
<laughs> and I'm so, and I feel myself getting wrecked. I just never thought that would be my path too. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning naked on camera for the betterment of all sex positivity and sex education. Um, but I'm so grateful that you were like, yeah, I'm going to do this thing. And then to turn it into a book, which is way more digestible for some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it still has, and not, it's not just word because I'm a visual learner with dyslexia. I have all custom diagrams. All the diagram to describe movement has QR code that you could go to my website and see how I actually move externally, internally. So I went on like, so writing 94,000 word is tough enough. Then I did AD custom diagram. And then I set up all the pages with all the animation that goes with every technique. So it's not like describing how to do this. But like literally from external and internal 3D view. So I went on this crazy binge on just obsessively creating. Yeah. And those that are listening and don't can't see when he says, when I do this, he's got his middle two fingers curved, you know, like it's kind of like the shocker, but not really, you know, you insert the two press on the G spot. So, and for those that missed it, And I wanted, I wanted to say like, this was super dope. Jordan and I were just looking at all the QR codes. So basically what you Mm -hmm. wrote, and then you would come to a technique or even a resource list, like towards the beginning, there's this kinky resource list. And, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, these QR things, these are cool. So I start scanning them all over the place. I'm like, this is fucking dope. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) because that's the easiest, like no one's going to remember a link and go to a website later. And I could dynamically update things. It's super cool. You know, you're reading through uh, a part of the book and then it comes to some kind of technique or a diagram that's like a two dimensional diagram. And you can only really grasp it so much because it's static. It's not moving. So you, you know, because writing a book wasn't hard enough, made these QR codes. So you take your phone and you scan the QR code and it pulls up a link, right? And then you tap it and then it literally opens up. Like I just mentioned the kinky resource. So there's this whole kinky resource guide, which I love. And we have one of those too. And I look at yours, I'm like, yours has naked people on it. (laughs) It's just, you know, it's just even a little bit cooler. (laughs) But it's, is my obsession because I taught fitness for so long. Like I yeah. can't just use my word to describe a deadlift, you know, like I have to like literally show them step-by-step step how it's done. So I basically took all the fitness education techniques and applied to sexuality. And it's like, it's kind of crazy to teach sex without showing like right. literally it's like cooking is an embodied experience. So thank God for my like fitness uh, experience and, and, and really diving into not, you know, like when a person hire a personal trainer, they don't want to just get more informed about fitness. They want to get results. So change, like using that same model for sex has been an incredible thing. And I just couldn't think of any other ways to do it. Like, yeah. yeah. So you, you scan this little square and then all of a sudden it opens up in your, in your browser and it's like fingers going into a vagina the exact way you know, with the exact technique, which I think is absolutely brilliant. So way more. So your book is way more than just words on pages. Yeah. What was that process like? I'm super curious because you did put a lot of, (laughs) you did put a lot of research and I also know, I don't want to call you a perfectionist because that's, I don't know if you resonate with that word, but you really wanted it to be spot on. And I remember at one point you even sending me the link to a couple of the gifts that I think are the QR codes going, do you think that this is accurate? (laughs) 
or like, what do yeah. you think of this thing? And I'm like, it looks amazing. Yeah. So that seems like something that took a lot of foresight or, or, or outside of the box thinking. Like some people would think, okay, I'm going to write a book just generally, not even just on sex. And it's pretty straightforward words on page, but this is bigger than that. You know, there's also really is lacking reference in there's not a lot of source material I could find. And there was a problem because some of the diagrams from the medical community to the sex ed community had changed over time. So not a lot of updated one has been made that matched the current science. So I not only have to take like, okay, so this one is outdated and didn't have this information, but it hasn't been drawn yet. So I have to go call the researcher and go like, make sure like, did I draw the nerve in the wrong spot? Because that is new, that it, the old one does not reference the new information. So I went into this learning how, uh, how to do medical draw illustration process. So it's a combination of medical drawing in fitness terms. And I can't make it too complicated that people get lost in the detail. But it's actually been a really fun puzzle to solve, like a super painstakingly process, but it was worth it at the end to distill down what are the only essential thing that the user really need or the learner really need to get the movement right. Yeah. So, and in the right angle so that it makes sense. So, um, but I, I'm really, I'm really glad that I, I took the time to do that because just black and white 2D diagram is almost impossible to describe complex movement. I've been gifted a ton of CBD products over the years. And quite frankly, I haven't felt much. I could only just assume something was happening inside of me, but it was never enough to keep me steady with the products until Cured found its way to me. True story. I received some of the products and it was like, okay, we'll give this a go again, but I really didn't have much hope. So I, I opened the raw CBD caps popped two of them, and then went about my day. And a couple hours later, I was like, no way. I think I'm a little high. <laughs> but not the, oh shit, this is weird, I don't like it, where's the exit button kind of high. I would describe it as the lightness of what you might experience with THC without any of the intensity. I definitely felt something with this product. And to be very clear, I do not mesh well with THC, but I could get down with this, which was super surprising to me. So after that experiment, I now know that my accurate dosing is only one cap at a time. And with the one cap of raw CBD, I feel a calm groundedness in my nervous system and in my body my thoughts don't race as much as they can at times. I am significantly more present and more inside my body. I've even started taking a raw cap about 30 minutes to an hour before sexy time. I often have a hard time with transitions, transitioning from one masculine oriented task to something else. And the raw CBD caps have significantly and notably helped me with more easeful transitions. I can access a softness and an ease easier. And that gets a big fat gold star in my world. And I'm sure it does in my husband's world too. Other than the raw CBD caps, I'm becoming a huge fan of their nootropic CBD drinks, which are brand new for Cured. Um, and I'm also so in love with their nighttime hemp oil. Needless to say, Cured has officially gotten me on the CBD train 
I suggest it to anyone who will listen, especially people who resonate with how I move through and experience life. And now I know that the main difference between previously tried products and cured is simply put, very high quality. Jump on the cured train with me by visiting curednutrition.com. Make sure to use a code, that sex chick, all one word, at checkout to save. Between things that you realize were outdated, things that you were reading in literature that were now updated or there were new science, what were some of the big things that were, hmm, how do I want to phrase this? That were a little bit holy shit that we're just figuring this out. Wow. I can't, like there's so many things that like, I understand why certain school of thoughts when it comes to sex education, like don't get attached to orgasm. Like it's the right coaching in some aspect of it and the wrong coaching in certain aspect of it. Why, you know, like, um, clearancy, the whole the idea of, okay, their clitoris is, their external part of their clitoris gland on the outside, it is the most reliable way to have an orgasm, right? So just like uh, male body with penis, right? If you touch the penis and most, most guys would jerk off touching the head of their penis in order to come. But how, so, and, but then we have a history of culture valuing internal orgasm. So how does the actual internal orgasm work opposed to the external so what was the right philosophy? Do we say that this is the most reliable so we shouldn't need to learn the other side? And just like a guy could learn how to have a prostate orgasm, how does that actually happen and work? And I have to be very careful because I can't preach like the hierarchy of what orgasm is deemed more worthy. But, and yet I still have to explain the science. If you never had an internal orgasm, how the hell do you do it? Yeah. So it was a fun, but the, the neuroscience is fascinating. And then I remember having this like epiphany and this like tremendous aha uh-huh moment of, oh, this is why all the Tantra people do this. This is why all the king, uh, Kingster do all of those things by having a more bird's eye view of their entire system. So all they do this to increase their sympathetic arousal. Oh, they do this to relax more. Oh, internal orgasm re- require for you to be in your rest and digest mode and able to relax in order for those nerves to work. That's why they do those breathing technique. Like in, in diving deeper into like how to calibrate all those things. So, and why they're like, it's so amazing. Ancient people figure out like why they use the yin and yang symbol to describe something. And then why the chakra system, like it just it just mind blowing. Like all the schools, everybody have gotten something right. And they all actually does an interplay and connection to all of those. Yeah. And it seems like, like you learning in the science piece, you're able to understand the, the bigger why behind a lot of it. And I imagine that that feels really good inside where you're like, Oh, that was actually (laughs) the the book is called beyond satisfied that was a beyond satisfied moment for me yeah yeah (laughs) well i mean i because i imagine i'll just think of myself like i'll go to workshops and i'll go to whether it's a tantra thing or a bdsm thing and i'm having an embodied experience so i believe what i'm being taught because i am experiencing it in my body but what's the why like what's the reason behind it and i know not everybody is curious about that like i am 
but it's the whole reason why I have a sex, love and relationship coaching business. I had a DS experience and went, holy fucking shit. How did I not know anything about like, how did I not know my body liked those things would react like that would respond in that way. And then through that embodied experience, I went, I got to go figure out why. So then start studying the thing, but there's still, there's still gaps. And I go into like a tantric workshop or experience and I'm like, oh, they're instructing to do certain things in certain ways. But then I go, but why did that happen? Like, how did that happen? And I think that's that perpetual curiosity, but you have that curiosity like times a thousand. (laughs) You know, I think each discipline like Tantra versus just a kink and versus, I don't know, a vibrator, they're all trying to provide certain aspects, but they're just part of the ingredient. And they could be a complete dish, right? Like it just one of these are one is spicy and your, your tongue is able to taste so many flavor and it could be a combination of all those flavor. But when you realize how acid and, 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 and salt and fat work together, then you go, Oh, this is why the dish is designed that way and why the experience is carried that way. And it's so remarkable, the range of, of sexual peak sexual experience that our brain and our body is capable of. And I think most people are just getting, it's like living your entire life only tasting McDonald's and Burger King because that's what is served, mm-hmm. right? There's so much gourmet food. There's like Michelin star shit out there. And I want people to be able to taste, if they, they have the desire to taste the best that their mouth is capable. Their mouth is capable. They just yeah. not fed the right food. Yes. <laughs> Expanding palates oh, yeah. and orgasm potential yeah. <laughs> across yeah. the globe. No big deal. Still going strong over here, y'all. Everyday Dose has helped me transition off of coffee and into more presence, less angst, and more sustainable energy in my life. With a third of the caffeine compared to coffee, This mushroom blend features sun theanine, lion's mane, chaga, and collagen protein. And it actually tastes great. Ready to kick coffee with me, but keep the yummy morning Bev? Go to everydaydose.com. Code that sex chick for savings at checkout, even if the items you are purchasing are already discounted. Yeah, baby. Everydaydose.com. So what was your favorite, what's, what's your favorite section? And maybe this changes since, you know, as time goes by and you can totally say more than one section. <laughs> there, there's, there's a couple of sections that is dear to me. I mean, one is my personal journey, having an average size penis. And when I say average size, I want people to put it in perspective, right? So, so most people are in the 4.5 4. to 6.5 range. I mean, majority, 75% of the population. So I'm 5.6. So there's a chapter called Beyond Size. Because I think men's sexuality is so hung up by one factor. And I know the pain personally, because you do think of like, imagine women's sexual work is only on their boob size, mm-hmm. like their cup size. So if you are a double D, then you're sexually worthy. And if you are B to C, eh. You know, and actually, no, if you're not an H or F, because H and F is what's represented in porn and compared to penis size to average bra size. So I, it's like a man, you know, you see the contrast between Kevin Hart and The Rock, and I use a lot about that analogy, right? So we, you know, I'm 5'9 in height, and I walk around like I'm 3'11. 
like psychologically, because we thought if you're not six, seven, then you're not sexually worthy. And most people are average height on the planet. And there's some extreme on either side, just like penis size. So to really talk about being how hung up I was personally and how I overcome that journey and how to overcome something that you don't think you could ever change because it's your penis size. I mean, there's people who go to extreme length and surgeries and other, other jazz and they don't work that well. But ultimately we measure our sexual worth by this idea, not big dick energy, but having a bigger penis. So to really talk about it in length and help readers to see, to understand the process of how I overcame that. And the idea is that I don't know if there's any, any straight man out there that doesn't want our penis to be the key to your lock. Like I understand, so like I could preach all the things in the world, love yourself, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, there, that need and that desire is still there. So to really address it at the core of all those emotional feelings, but then to really understand pleasure and orgasm and how our, our nervous system has been hijacked by our screens. Because when you watch, so imagine you are, you are visually stimulated all the time by our instinctive triggers to what arouses us. So we will still salivate looking at a Burger King and a McDonald's commercial because food that looks tasty still make us hungry while you know it's complete garbage. I just like didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah. like, stop it. I felt my salivary glands do its thing. As you even said it, I was like, stop yeah, that. You yeah. didn't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... You know, when you're hungry and you fucking see the fries and the burger glistening and shit. So our nervous system been hijacked by our visual cues, but the visual cue is fooling us because it's not actually pleasurable or nourishing. Mm-hmm. They're two different things, right? Pleasurable or nourishing. So we have this idea of what it visually it should stimulate in order for it to be pleasurable. And in my experience that does not translate so ultimately what wins in this game is what's most pleasurable and most nourishing mm. yeah so to transform that game yeah for, for our readers so do you think i mean i'm not a guy i yeah. don't have a cop yeah but i mean i can only i can only share as much as i can sh- as i can share about average mm-hmm. size and mindset and all those things but i'm still not i don't have a lived experience so i can really only go so far right so what do you think is required in order for someone to shift focusing so much on that thing to realizing mm-hmm. that delivering a really incredible sexual experience, intimate, pleasurable experience for them to shift focus from penis size or shape or whatever this, you know, I would say the rest of the book, (laughs) Uh, basically, you know, what, what happens, what needs to happen in order for them to go from here to there, where they're more focused on their partner or the pleasure or the experience. And I'm not saying, just to be very clear, I'm not saying that penetrative sex is not important. A lot of people enjoy it. It is a very good part of the sexual experience. So it's not like do everything else. The penis is not important. Not my message at all. In fact, there's a whole chapter and go like how to fuck like a beast with any size cock, right? So I think the first thing is that people have to understand the myth. We've been misinformed. There is pleasure fit as in like, your foot have to fit the shoe. If it's not going to fit you right, it doesn't feel good. Although the vagina is like a shoe is a little bit stretchy, but I mean, you could do a lot of yoga to it and stretch out that shoe. 
but there is it still, you start with a shoe size and you have a penis and it's not the more stretch, more pleasurable for majority of vagina owner or for majority of women out there. Right. It's, it's, it's not, it is not a uh, work craze. Although there's some flexibility Olympians out there that want to shove as many things in there as big a <laughs> thing as possible, but there's a very, very, very niche percentage. And also penetrated sex, usually if that's the only move you have, it does not produce consistent, reliable orgasmic experience for majority of women out there. So there's many sides to that. Although people love that, you can learn how to give your partner orgasm with your penis too. Like I'm not saying that is not good, but you should be good at everything else on top of that. Um, the psychological piece is that when you realize that you are a remarkable lover, that your partner is beyond satisfied because the biggest sex organ is between her years. And when you let go of the idea, bigger is better. And then you realize there's so many flavor and sexual experience that really transform people's thinking. I never thought, you know, I never thought I'd be the guy who's living my sex life either. You know, I'm not your, I'm not your rock or LeBron James. Like, you know, and also sex is not a basketball game. We are so like tall, you know, there, there is like optimal you, you are you tall enough, you know, in life, your dick is, if you in the range, 75% of the population we're talking about, you are good enough. And then you have, and then it starts to that distribution. If you are the extreme small, or extreme big, you have all the problems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But majority of you, you are good enough. And it's not good enough as in bigger is always better. You have to find, it's, be, it, it's really about matching their, their, your partner in a way that's pleasurable, that reliably produce orgasm that doesn't induce pain. Because yeah. if every time she has sex and she feels pain, her nervous system will learn to retract, cannot get aroused. And then like, it's not a good game. Our favorite place to shop for Crystal, Glass and metal toys is Yoni Pleasure Palace. Sacred squirters, cervix serpents, Yoni eggs, prostate massagers, anal plugs and beaded wands, G-spot massagers, and something Jordan and I use all the time and even travel with are plush, velvety, waterproof blanket. Every product feels so special when it comes from YPP. It's probably because of the care that is taken not only in the development of the toy, but in the packing and delivering of the toy. When you collect, because it's definitely a collection of sexy works of art, when you collect a new item, it comes with not only information on how to use it, but to also respect and revere it, along with cultivating respect and reverence for your own body and your own sexuality. I can't sing YPP's praises enough to add to your collection, visit yonipleasurepalace.com and make sure to use the code thatsexchick, all one word, at checkout for 10% off your order. And pretty please, if you share your items on social media, tag me. I'd love to see what you choose and celebrate you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And what, well, I think a lot of people will hear that and, and think, you know, on the larger side, they'll understand what those challenges are. And I've had a number of people in our community come to me and say, I just, I don't know what to do. I love this person so much. And every time we go to have sex, it's painful. Like it's too big, whether it's the size or the length or, yeah. you know, yeah. she's afraid, you know, and, and this is a, a heteronormative experience that I'm speaking of right now is uh, she says, 
he can't go in all of the way and like, what, what can I do? And so I know that there's like products and companies that, that focus on this, you know, there's O nuts or there's various cock rings or there's different things that can, you can put your, you know, a fist in your hand, you can hold it with your hand while it's going in and all of that. So there's some, like, I understand the issues there and pain and all of that. And I'm curious what you'd have to say for people who are on the smaller side. They actually are on the smaller side. So that, like you said, the extreme big size that they worry about pain, they always feel like you have to hold back, which is kind of a pain in the ass. Like, yeah. that's why I actually love my anal friendly cock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you are a guy, think about your asshole, you know, like look at what cock you want to put in there. If you ever put, like, I don't, it doesn't have to be another guy's <laughs> cock, but if you want to feel your prostate, imagine the cock size that you actually desire. It's not going to be, <laughs> so your first idea is not the porn one. So most right. people... If you could translate that dog to vagina, you'll get it. On the smaller size, and it's really like we're talking, like most people think smaller is micro penis. And I mean, micro penis is like two inches. So when I say smaller size, you're saying in the 4.5 range. That is also still, most of the time, if you know how to use it, it will produce enough sensation. It's like my finger probably giving more orgasm. <laughs> than any other part. And like, if you are the size of my two fingers, you could do the job. It's just how you use it. Because what people need to understand is that their neurology, the nerve layout. So I call it pleasure wiring. Mm -hmm. Those nerves respond to pressure. So you just have to learn how to re reliably produce pressure, right? To induce a sensation in a rhythmic continuous pace, <laughs> then magic can happen. Yeah. And most people know how to do that. But one of the, the hacks I talk a lot about is about angle, mm -hmm. about finding the spot to calibrate to a point that you're experiencing that amount of sensation that you register that could be built, that builds for you. Mm. So if their partner feel like that sensation starts to build up, then we're on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. I saw in the book too, you have the different, the different types of like, I think there was a diagram that was two fingers inside of a vaginal canal. And it was, yeah. um, I don't know if this was based off OMG yes stats or what, yeah, but it yeah. was, um, I think like just a, an inch or so on the anterior wall, then a little bit mm. further and then a little bit further. And the percentage of people who liked that. Yeah. And it's vast. And it's also a moving target for a lot of, a lot of women, because yeah. it changes throughout like from cycles to what is being activated, meaning that like there is, it's like you have different flavors. Like I talked about, or like there's different notes, a keyboard that you can play. Right. So one might get tired and then the other one becomes active. So it, it, it's like this landscape. I mean, that's why uh, so much Tantra or Taoist teaching is to describe women's sexuality as the ocean, because it's not, it's not still, it's not a rock. Right. It changes form, but there's still this nature to it. Yeah. And then if you learn how to dance with it, you learn how to serve, then there's many different ways that you can serve. I love that perspective because, and I mean, I also am entertained by moving target as well. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's just yeah, like, dance with shit, it, it was there for like a week straight. It was exactly right there. And then now all of a sudden I can't tell if it's a little to the left or a little to the down. <laughs> I mean, that is like one sex act that I talk about all the time 
to people what is ruining your sex life is most likely because you're a one trick pony and you're boring you're doing the same old shit every time like imagine feeding you the same meal every meal right it's gonna get boring because you don't know how to bring novelty into your game yeah. so cha- like so you have to have a reliable go-to dish that you know that it will get the job done but then you have to add some flavors to that so it's that combination of both. Yeah. Yes. Some condiments, some extra condiments. If we're going yeah, to continue yeah, with the yeah, food yeah. metaphor, I actually have found, and I, and I say this pretty frequently as well. And I, I feel people when they hear it, they, they I get mixed reaction or mixed energetic response when, you know, some people will come to me and they'll be like, you know, compatibility and I don't know. And and my response is a lot of people will come to me and they will be confused. Like, are we compatible I don't know. I don't have libido. They'll like say all these different things. And I go, I think you're bored. I know. And they're like, it's like, dude, like it breaks their brain. Like do not compute bored. What? Because they don't really understand that there's way more available than the thing that they've been giving to themselves, you know, in that, in whatever that partnership looks like, especially in long-term partnership. They think that what they've been given, their partner is not capable of giving them anything else. And they kind of set this precedent that, that they almost, they want more from their person, but the way that they approach their person doesn't create an environment where that person will actually lean into trying something new. You know, there's fear of criticism and there's fear of rejection and there's fear of all these things. And so it just kind of like keeps this cycle ensuing that is in so many words, boring, you know, and it's kind of crazy though, because a lot of guys I've discovered seem to be okay with whatever they're getting. Yeah, I mean that's 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 um, Wednesday Martin's work. Like women's sex drives go to actually zero. Not interested in fucking you if you're boring. That you don't know how to bring different flavors to the table, and that and it's also you know there is like Ali Wong just have a special and I love her her stand up special, the the latest one that talks about the transition. So you could be really nice and gentle in the beginning at the end you kind of want to be in her words a little bit rapey like <laughs> not my word in her words <laughs> quote 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 uh, so that so you have to understand that like you have to understand the the, the arc of the story that you can move in like in the climax is more sympathetic so we need like flight or flight in the beginning is all about rest and digest. You want to be comfortable to get aroused. And if you don't understand the science, you just go like, I don't, she want the rough. I don't, she want the gentle. I don't, she wants to be, no, there's different parts of that storyline that you have to yeah. learn how to do a plot twist. Yeah. You know, yeah. And you get in that situation. You're like, well, I thought you said you wanted dot, dot, dot. And then the response yeah. is, but not like that. Yeah. I do and not want that timing. Yeah, yeah. I do want it, yeah. but not like that. And then that yeah. breeds hopelessness. I think for some people it's like, well, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't, I don't give you the thing, then you're bored and you want this. And then I do give you the thing and it's not quite right. So I would love your hacks on like navigating this kind of murky territory so that people can back, can get back on the same page to where they're actually growing together. You know, it's, it's it's actually so fun once you learn the distinction, how beautiful, like, this art form is. Like, I, I want to tell you, I think stories communicate those things better, right? So recently, I have a lover of mine, and she's been, like, so, like talking about being perfectionist. She's so hard on herself. So we have this DS uh, uh, dominance and submissive uh, relationship. And I was giving her a spanking and I was punishing her for being hard on herself. Mm-hmm. 
So it's a punishment that she desire because she's been hard, but I'm being really kind at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going like, how dare you like talk to yourself like this? Don't you ever do this again? So you could combine, like, I mean, you, you have, I see it in your face. Oh yeah. It's like <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Fuck when me you up. learn how to use the yeah, learn how to use the tool, and then they're from the punishment arc, right? Like you're giving pain, so the brain's not paying attention to sensation. The narrative is like, this is the thing I want. Someone is putting me in my place and making me do the thing that is good for me. So you have all the all the all their erotic context and real world kindness wrapped in a spanking punishment. And then their pleasure afterwards, the shooting and the orgasm after is even more heightened because if you read the dopamination, if you swing the swing on the pain on one side, the backward swing is even more pleasurable. Yeah. So I love all those, the complexity yeah. of it is beautiful. A thousand percent. And I think it's, a, it's, it's pretty intimidating for a lot of people that have no idea. And it's really funny that you even mentioned this. And this is part of the reason why I had the big cheesy grin. So do you know Kimmy <laughs> Inch by any chance? Yeah, 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 so yeah. Kimmy yeah. lives in Austin now and we love, we love sending people in her direction. She's been on the show a handful of times. We just, we love Kimmy and Casey. Um, and so we just hosted an event I was mentioning before we got onto the show, our micro festival uh, here in Austin and Kimmy came and she did uh, a sensation play that led into, well, I think it was like a, the touch game, like three minute game that led into some impacts that then led into some sensation. And it was just this whole like late night. We had a, um, one of the tents was called the temple tent and it was all for sensuality. So like in a play space, you might have a room that's the white room, the pink room and the red room, right? So we didn't have any red. So red was a no for the whole festival, but we did have a pink tent and a white tent. So we had cuddles and conversation mm-hmm. and we had sensual expression and the other, and uh-huh. she led this whole thing. And at the end, when she was doing the impact, she had her demo and she was going, um, she, she, she started spanking him and saying these, these spankings for are for every time you're hard on yourself and you don't value yourself. This is for every time you doubt yourself, every time you Uh think you're not worthy. And all of us in the room, you know, I had heard variations of this before, but it was so cool to see this community of people that we'd gathered that probably half of them, if not more than half of them had never seen anything like this. They were seeing this punishment given for this totally different thing. It wasn't like you didn't do the dishes. So I smack you. It's this spanking is for you doubting yourself. And then after the spanking, you know, there's that wave of pleasure. That's after that bit of pain where she's like, you are so valuable. You are so worthy. And so like, then there's the pleasure and the pleasure is after the pain and it's all these affirmations and it literally broke people's brains. Yeah. They're there like, I had no idea this could be this way. And I want to look at them and go, it can be any way you want it to be. You know, I'm standing on top of the roof. I'm like, it can be anything you want it to be. (laughs) But they just don't have an understanding of what else it could be. It is such a delicious vehicle to deliver this. I mean, I mean, we're trying to experience all the range of emotions you're watching a movie on your freaking phone. It's trying to stimulate the same thing, but nothing could compare to real world sex, experiencing all the things that we look in entertainment. Like you have the thrill, you have the theater aspect of it. You have all the emotion that goes along with it. And when we could, change, like, that's why sex is such a fun domain to play out all the human experiences. Mm. You know, you have love, you know, you have care, you have like discipline and you have, 
you have someone, a loving authority who stand for your best. Like who doesn't want that love in our life, right? So it's beautiful. Yeah. And as a person who is more often on the receiving end of the more dominant character, granted in play spaces, I have recently stepped a bit more into the dominating kind of space. And it's mostly because I've just learned so much about it that I know how to do it. So I Mm -hmm. enjoy it on, on many levels for sure, but, but nothing really compares to the sweet surrender. So, you know, I don't know what's coming. I'm fully in my body space at like yummy, juicy, you can do anything to me within the realm of my certain stated possibilities. Um, Mm -hmm. but I forgot what I was going to say. I start thinking about subspace and I forget what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, that's why it's so, it's so delicious because it, it, it really activates all our senses. Yes. You know, from us. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I have it again. So, so the thought of someone, I am val- I am so, I'm so important to this other person, even if I've just met them. I'm so important that they are paying attention to every single thing that I do. There's no other time in my life where I'm that important. Or I think back to childhood where when I was a kid, I needed someone's total focus and total attention. And there was a number of times in my life where I just didn't have it because of my life circumstances, because single mom, because of whatever. And I didn't have the attention that I desired or like the attention that I actually needed. It wasn't that I desired, I needed it and I didn't have it. So to have someone's total gaze, total focus, where they're paying attention to how often I blink, they're paying attention to how I'm breathing, they're paying attention to if I get goosebumps or my hair stands on end, they're paying attention to if I start to look around, if I start to dissociate, If I start to hold my breath, like they're looking at all of these things and I'm like, it's so confronting and it's like a safety that I, and and I don't, I don't use the term that lightly I should have had as a kid, but I'm actually able to Mm. give to myself with a consenting person that I share an intimate space with as an adult. And it's beyond words, Mm. beyond words. Has that been really healing for you too? Yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know pieces and parts of my story, and yeah. my story is not unique for sure. It's not, mm. it's not unique, and I and I've shared um, quite a bit of it with our audience too. You know, father leaving mm. at a certain age, mom being married five times, spending she was in the military. So just like my uh, experience as a little girl was, just not what other people's experience was. That now that I'm an adult and I hear about it. And I'm like, it wasn't the same. So like what I'm able to gift to myself as an adult is incredibly healing. Yeah. And, and I really want the listener to understand or at least potentially imagine what it is like to receive the thing that you long and desire the most in this really delicious embodied context where we get to custom tailor to the emotional sense, uh, emotional, physical, spiritual experience all wrapped into one pretty package. And it could be extremely pleasurable and nourishing at the same time. And, and, it, 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 and we're very fortunate to also meet other people who have the skill to give to other people. And there's so many hungry, hungry, and I'm, I'm not being a straight man myself, 
and my experience is limited to my own experiences. However, there's so many, so many straight women out there. They don't, they love sex. They just want good food. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're hungry (laughs) and I'm dying. Like I really want more women to be served the food they want to eat. And we have a bunch of like hot pocket heating motherfuckers out there. And I want to, (laughs) I want to teach you how to cook a steak and don't fuck up the eggs. That's my angry version. And the other side is that most of us are robbed of a good sex education. We don't know anything better than a hot pocket. So like, I'm here for you. That must be my favorite bad sex analogy or just boring sex analogy. You like, only know how to hot pocket. <laughs> or like pizza, you know. pizza rolls. That's all yeah, you got. That's I all mean, you got. Not even in the, out of the here. oven, out of the microwave. <laughs> yeah, they give you a Pop-Tart, you know, like, oh, I'm hungry. Here's oh a Pop-Tart, not, yeah. not toasted. <laughs> La- right, lacking, lacking taste and lacking nutrition, for sure. Lacking yeah. sustenance yeah. and depth, for sure. Well, okay, so... I imagine that so many people are listening to this and maybe they're partnered with someone that they are going to send this episode to. Mm-hmm. What would you, you know, and maybe actually before I even like kind of give the blanket, like what would you say to them? Uh, maybe it's, it's easier if I start with, if all of this is fine and people can hear it and they're like, yeah, new steak, no more pop tarts, no more hot buckets you know, filet lobster, whatever. I'm, I'm going to go for gourmet. I'm going to start learning. Uh, where would you say is maybe some of the best places to start that would keep people motivated instead of, cause at this world is big, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the whole like general concept of tantric living is big. The concept wow. of all of kink is huge. So like, how can they go and approach it in a way that and, and I'm even speaking for like a, um, a man's like more orientation towards like logic and understanding versus like the feeling and that kind of thing. Like, how can they do it in a way that's very encouraging and they're inspired to keep going instead of like, holy fucking shit, this is way too much. I just hot pockets forever. I think I might like flip $20 in your pocket before this episode. That was my favorite question of all time. Oh, great. <laughs> because the, I've been dying to answer that. And I have the same question. It's like, is all the, like, you know, when you taught fitness for a really long time, there's so much information. Like how does your IGF on insulin, like growth factor work? Like you don't need to know that in the beginning. Right. So I basically broke, I borrow a lot of stuff that I learned from the, the fitness community and you got to, so First thing is a little bit of uh, um, fitness community, a lot of Tim Ferriss. Because mm-hmm. he has hacked how to learn. So I borrow his model. So I apply the 80-20 rule and the meta-learning model into this. So what it means is that you could identify wherever you are at the moment. Just like if you want to learn Japanese, you want to learn a certain amount of word first and you will master a lot quicker. I have to steal that system into this book. You right. start with the most reliable stuff Right. And like, and it's a sex like pro my course, you learn the most reliable stuff and you learn it like a skill tree. Just like in the beginning of playing a video game, I'm taking you from the tutorial to beating the first level to leveling up. And then you could go on whatever journey that you want to do. So it's designed that way. So it's not all overwhelming. I am talking about the end stage where you're like, been playing this game, you know, put in like 40, hundred hours to this game and you're at that level. But seriously, this is no more than one semester worth of college amount of information. And if you 
And if you, if you have the skill, you're so above the bar. Like, I'm not talking about, you're like, all of a sudden went from Pop-Tart to Gordon Ramsay because there's not like, like not a lot of them is out there. And it feels fucking good to be Gordon Ramsay in the kitchen. And it's one semester worth of information for you to digest and master over time. But it's so beyond what the average bird knows. And I don't know if this is too nerdy for, for the listener. In 2022, there, what's available to us in learning is completely different. I remember when I was a kid and I just turned 40 in May. When I was playing video games, you basically just play. And then if you get stuck on a, on a level, you, you just don't know how. And then you might ask your friends. Now, you, have, you could actually watch how people beat every... Like you could search on YouTube on how to win anything. Right. So if you really want to beat the game and be really good at it, you would actually study the game. Like how Michael Jordan would study the best player or Kobe Ryan or whoever, when they would study their other players. So why would you go into the game and not study the best player on how they beat those level instead of go fumble so much for no reason? Like imagine you're a virgin and you grew up religious and no one talked about sex. That is not a fun experience to fumble. So now we could actually literally show you how to beat each level and then you could find your ways to how you want to play the game. So. Yes. Amen to that. And also understand that there's some people that you could follow that you think are winning at the game or you think it's reality and come to find out it isn't. And I'm looping that back around to some porn because some people like I, there's just a bunch of women that are like sex is not what you see in porn, though some sex can look like what you see in porn, depending on what kind of porn you're looking at. But like just I think just the blanket kind of generalization, like some women are like this whole jackhammering thing from start to finish and like doing this whole song and dance or like you were saying the cock size and all of that. So there's like stuff that's represented in porn because you know, for, for Jordan and I, occasionally we will leverage certain types of porn, but more often than not, we just use sex hacker pro videos. Uh, but (laughs) we're like, this is a thing that we want to explore, you know, and sometimes there's certain types of porn by certain creators that we respect and we pay for it. And the whole song and dance there, um, that, that helps us that we're like, Oh, there's more at play. And then there's some that I know that people are absorbing that is far from that. And so they're maybe looking at that as to, okay, well, now I see he's doing that to her and she's moaning like crazy, squirting all over the place. So I must try to immediately do that with a person, right? So like there's, there's good and bad and in between. So the way that I created this book and the course is to illustrate how to calibrate between different people. So there's no one move that works on everybody. I mean, that's, I share my own stupid learning. I'm thinking that my one squirting move should work on everybody. I just did that to everybody in the beginning and with horrible results. And then I like humble myself and go like, Oh, I became that boring one trick pony and how then I broke down why things work. So when people understand like, like, protein like when you cook a steak there are some fundamentals like protein denature and this temperature that's why a sous vide works at this temperature is well done and this temperature is medium rare so once you understand that then you can apply the same science to every kind of meat because they all have a set point to the level of doneness and everybody like their meat different 
So although I love medium rare, I have friends who love well done. So you got to serve the food they want to eat. And then you, then you question how good of friends they are. <laughs> I know. You're like, I'd like it well done. Right. You just, there you go. I'd like it well done. You go, NMK. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. That's not my kick. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, it's so good. And yeah, I go back to some of the work that you're putting in the world. Well, first off, I, I, before I even say that, if everyone has not figured this out, Kenneth has three particular passions that have come through in this episode so far. I'm sure he's got more than these three, but food. So if you follow him on Instagram, you will see food, fitness, and sex. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, here's my perfect, my perfect medium rare steak that I cooked with the da 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 all around it. And then it's, here's the most recent article I've been featured in, or here's the, you know, the new position or something about the course. And the next thing is here are all my muscles. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually launching a new program called daddy prime. It's like how to hack your forties and all the fitness stuff because I did it for 15 years. I just, and, and, and how to have really low body fat and sexually perform because that's actually really hard. Yeah. It doesn't work that well. When you look like a superhero, you can't fuck like a superhero. So there's a trade-off and how to balance that trade-off and how to, what are the biohacks that is, that is available today that really works. So I'm sharing that program. It's called daddy prime, but that's a teaser. But it is really good to have some good daddy skill. I don't mean insects play. I mean like being a good, confident, competent, meritocracy kind of man uh, where you could serve a good cocktail or you could have some nice snack to a really good sex and you could cook her a meal and then cook cuddle her that's a great combo <sighs> so <laughs> women is so, listening everywhere cue a sigh yeah yeah <laughs> uh, it's just like the dream if you could just put them in a yeah. box and put a bow and deliver it yeah as you said daddy yeah. prime right so it's coming yeah i think in your 40s it's, it's actually such a good time too but the unfortunate thing about aging is that when a man is reaching their 40s and 50s their physical and sexual uh, well-being is going down just to aging while your wealth and, and your competency is increasing. So I'm trying to like, oh, I don't want that perp and go like, how can I hack it? So I can't wait to share with everybody Fuck on yeah. how I'm trying to do that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. See, you're always <laughs> on to something. You <laughs> There's are... nothing else to do. I cook. I worked out and have a book on, on COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kept me sane. It kept me sane. So, yeah. yeah. And now you get to see the fruits of a lot of that labor and a lot of that focus. And hopefully yeah. from time to time, you take some space to, from it all to enjoy. Um, that's why I was, I was talking to you earlier about that. Yeah. I'm so I'm done with creation. Like I'm just wrapping a bunch of stuff. I want to, I want to go on an extended vacation where I am like off the grid, like at least a month. I really want that time to like sit and think like I really want to empty out and, and purge and format my hard drive. And then mm -hmm. new data could come in. It's completely full. There's like, you know, when you get that stupid notification, there's no yeah. more space to put more picture on your phone. That's where my <laughs> brain is at. <laughs> that's, that's like my Mac right now, especially dabbling into DJing yeah. plus all of my, 
podcasts and all my recordings and my courses and everything, I thought, yeah, sure. I don't need more than a MacBook Air with kind of standard dot, dot, dot. Yeah, it's constantly like yeah. you're at capacity and it's pretty new. Yeah. So yeah. I feel that with the creation thing, I will personally recommend a trip to the Sacred Valley in Peru. That was what I wound up doing. And it was insane as far as the connection to earth. Like I'd heard, you know, I'd been in circles and stuff where it's like, oh, and now we thank the earth and we clean up after ourselves and we whatever, but to be surrounded in the, what feels like the womb of the world was just so nourishing. I like, I came back and I'm like, I don't even know how to describe what that experience was like. So to anyone listening and to you too, Kenneth, if you can ever get to the sacred Valley in Peru, it's, it's like you're on another planet. So then, on my bucket, it's going to be on my bucket list now. Yeah. It's a total rest and digest kind of environment where you just like feel like the earth is just, it's got you in her womb. It's just here. You, you, you let go, you purge the things, especially if you drink some kind of sacred plant medicine, then you're for sure going to let it out. <laughs> And then, and then she's like, here are your codes, your new ones. <laughs> I definitely so, desire some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kenneth, thank you so much for coming onto the show again, sharing what you've been working on the book. Of course, everybody, well, pretty much everybody. I want to say everybody knows about sex hacker pro the course. That is a perfect compliment to the book. Um, so, and, and would you say sex hacker pro is a perfect compliment to the book? It's designed to work complementary. So, and there's also a lot of content that links directly back. The book gave me more time to explain the deeper science because I want to do mostly demo on the videos. Like, okay, this is how you actually do it. The book gives you a lot more context and content to all the different skills that I taught on the course. And the only annoying thing right now about writing sex book in any sex education space that we get censored a lot. So my book is on Amazon, but it doesn't work on the search bar. So go to kennethlight.com slash book. You can find it right there. The link is right there. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it has been, thank you so much. I mean, it wasn't for you like really supporting my work and value as another sex educator, sharing my work with, and then it creates more confidence as that business grows to have the time to write this book. So I really appreciate Mm. like our friendship over the years and all your lovely support. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, we absolutely love you as a human, um, as a person who's also in the sex positive space and beyond the, the role that you have in Hacienda, just everything, everything that you do, we're in full support over here and it makes our jobs a lot easier. Like I said earlier. So there's that added benefit too. Um, and sex hacker pro every now and then I'll open, I'll open it up cause we haven't looked in there for a while and there's over 70 videos in there. So it's going to take us a while. I have, I have new content. Of I have new content that is being uploaded for free. I always upload because I want to teach. I have squirting via anal. Whoa. That is adding. I just did a whole bunch. And also like I, I saw what was missing in my squirting course because that person was a world-class squirter. So I found someone who doesn't know familiar with that experience. So I wanted someone who's not familiar with that experience. Right. Not only I show her all the ways to experience that first time I taught her how to make herself squirt. I thought that was very important. Yeah. Because obviously I don't own, I don't own the parts, but I want to make sure the technique could be done that way. So 
if you're interested in anything squirting, how to do it via anal sex, how to uh, teach your I think is actually more important for the, the female to learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. As important as the guy how to give it because it's not like, it's not, it's not a codependent relationship that I want to create. I think it's actually more empowering if she, she understands her own body and how the urethral sponge work, how does the pressure work, so I just added more. I shot that doing um, doing COVID too, and and I can't wait to share that. Of course you did. Of course you added <laughs> even more. So every so often, and now there's going to be more for us to to look into. But I'll open it and I'll see. Jordan has looked through like the other was it a couple of weeks ago? All the anal ones had been watched. And I, oh I, God, I was there's so there's so much anal stuff that is in the <laughs> new account. There's a one called is in the book. It's called relax. I just wanted one Easter egg in there. So that technique is called release the Kraken. Uh-huh. <laughs> the name might be scary, but it's really, really intense as the type of orgasm that you could have because of some neuroscience facts. So right. If you, it sounds you know, like we're, it sounds and looks like we're patting a butthole. <laughs> it's, it's really it's basically how the nerves lay out. So, yeah. so, and your, your hand is in anus. I mean, this is after a lot of warm up, a lot of teasing, high arousal, have a couple of warm up orgasm, ready for a lot of butt stuff. Yeah. And you're, you're not doing a computer motion. Your arm is straight. And for people who love watching the YouTube videos of this, you are <laughs> doing this really vigorously once it's ready to go. And it produced a crazy internal sensation because you're bouncing up and down in all the walls. So if you induce that to your orgasmic experience, crazy. It's like cervical, A spot, G spot, clit all happening simultaneously. Did you all catch that? <laughs> Release the crack and go up He's like, <laughs> all of a sudden, anything that, he had, that you had bottled up that you didn't yeah. deliver in the show, it's like, oh, yeah. G spot, crack and warm up orgasms <laughs> it's just like all these things so basically i'll read the book beyond satisfied a sex hacker's guide to endless orgasms mind-blowing connection and lasting confidence by kenneth play and then the follow-up i would believe i would say is a necessary counterpart is the sex hacker pro course it is a gift that keeps on giving and giving and giving if you ever get through it because he keeps adding content to it. But then also imagine what this does for your overall confidence in life. Imagine what this does for the safety and security in your relationship, the ability to create novel experiences, to be adventurous. We're talking about sex and we're talking about your whole life, your entire life. So it's like transforming your life from your sex life out. And it's just... Like I said, it, it, it's something that when you focus, when you put any amount of focus on your sexual development and your sexuality and your expression and wanting to deliver some incredible intimacy for yourself and your partner, it is that return on, in, on investment is the return is unquantifiable. It has oh. no, it's priceless. There's no amount that that's actually worth. It's beyond and so, you know, tools like Beyond Satisfied and the Sex Hacker Pro course help to get that unquantifiable return on investment. So, Kenneth, again, I can't thank you enough. I'll be thanking you forever. Oh, thank you for having me again. So lovely to be on your podcast. Congratulations going over the triple digit. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're still going. 
So we will make sure to put your book and the pro Sex Hacker Pro, the link directly in the show notes, because I did see that on Amazon. I had to go in a roundabout way to get to your book. I ordered, I think, 15 of them. So anyone who is out there that wants to give them as gifts, consider it a Christmas in July gift or just a Christmas gift. Order a bunch, give them to your friends, change their lives. Uh, Until next time, that sex chick listeners, I love you. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.